podcast, everybody. I'm going to keep that one in. Bill was going to do a, 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 a Sism of Down thing. And uh, he did. He told to my surprise. Because you want to. You want to. I don't know the words because <laughs> <laughs> obviously you can't understand them. Um, but I don't. I know the song, even though I'm not like a System of a Down guy. Oh, everyone knows that song. That's everyone knows that song. Thank you. Every every former high school athlete, at least. Thank you for tuning in, guys. This is the Uncommon Podcast. I'm Anastas, and I'm I have Bill. Bill right here with me. We're uh, two we're, weeks in a row with a unconventional. We're learned, beginning. learned gentlemen who are talking about another learned gentleman. A Revolutionary Icon, Part 3 yep. of our Ben Franklin series. Benji Franks. Um, I also, I want to start a hot dog company called Benji Franks, and Ben Franklin would be the mascot. I don't know why you're giving up all these amazing ideas to the, to the public. Hope you hope you started off Because I'm your, like Joseph Salk, the your, polio guy. <laughs> I just made a polio joke right before I started recording, yeah. so good, good call there. Good call, Mac. Also, before uh, I don't know if we're going to incorporate this at all later in the episode. Maybe not, but... Swears? Yes, we, we're going to do swears. Good call. Uh, I say bad words. I don't know if we already said one yet, but... I don't think so. Fudge penis. There's one. That's a weird... Mm-hmm. Bill, Bill used the word uh, smooth bore to describe uh, Ben Franklin's penis action earlier before we started yes. recording. And I just want to make sure... Not rifled. Not rich for pleasure. Yep. Nope. Just, just smooth, smooth bore. bore. Well, we muskets were yep. in vogue and... So I just wanted to... Just... Just... Put that one in into the episode just just so we had it in there, just in case we forgot. So we're we're gonna do uh, like I mentioned earlier, Ben Franklin's. Uh, we're gonna focus more on his public service mm-hmm. in the United States, and I guess technically through through the through the the, the loins of Britain. But yeah, uh, but we'll we'll uh, we'll go through some of his public life, and I'm not sure if we have. Uh, another episode in the works for Ben Franklin in terms this, of because like this this kind of covers kind of so covers it. We cover his his philosophical philosophical yeah. view of life. We cover his inventions, and we're covering his kind of statecraft. State, yeah, we could devote an entire episode on, on his on his sexual things. We could. I don't think I want to. I want to, but um, feels icky quickie. Yeah, but we we do have our our patented Ben Franklin fucks later on. Coincidentally, today, so. they also called Ben Quickie Icky. Icky quickie. <laughs> if Ben Franklin was a fan of American football, do you think he'd be a Giants fan? He feels, he feels like a Giants fan kind of guy. Oh, he lived in Philly. I know, but he just feels he just feels like a like one of those guys, you know? Just, no, just dirty, dirty folk, no. dirty folk. No, no, no. There's a reason he's on the Sixers. Remember? Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, I remember now. That uh, that logo is amazing with the Ben Franklin dribbling a basketball yeah. with the with the fucking grin. Yeah, Damn, it's dope man. as fuck. Yep. Except, like, in real life, he was fat. So? But, like, he doesn't look fat you think, in that image. You think, you think big dudes can't ball? No, they can't ball. Did you see uh, Andy, Andy, what's his name, knock the shit out of the other dude in the box? The boxing? The pugilist? Oh, oh. <laughs> the actual boxing. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were know, like, boxing out. I was like, what are you talking no, about? No, no, no. Uh, yeah. Andy Ruiz Jr. Yeah, knocked yeah, the shit yeah. out of Andrew Johnson, I think. Yep. Yeah, well. Uh, big dudes everywhere gave a cheer, and I was one of them. Should we should we dive into um, well first off do you have any any like before we actually dive into the history and behind do you have anything you, you want to add or mention before we dive into I mean I live in these United States so I have experienced Ben Franklin's statecraft 
Yeah, it is truly amazing when you think about it. <laughs> everything, everything that we're about to mention, someone has experienced somehow. That's yeah. All of you listeners here have 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 been impacted by. I've also been an ambassador to France. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There, there's the, uh, there's the truth. It comes out. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to make you all feel bad, but <laughs> I uh, parlez-vous Francois? Isn't like the ambassador of France now? Like, if, like, is it, is it um, Anna Winters? Dude, it might be. It's, it's, it's. Uh, I, I need to look this up right now, because uh, this, this, uh, this beautiful America of ours is interesting. Okay, so it's Jamie McCourt. I take it back. But there, I'm pretty sure there's an ambassador to some country that's a, that's a fashion icon now. So not the highest bar to, to, to be to, in our... I am our, uh, an ambassador. Yeah, not the highest bar. To, to, to Philadelphia. Mm. The, ga- the gateway to America. Not St. Louis. Yeah. Philadelphia. All right. So let's do this. Yeah, so, fuck their arch. <laughs> it embarrassed me. Their arch is nice. It embarrassed me. Because when you were little with the peepee, yes. I, I well, let's I'm, not I'm, revisit. I'm glad that we we hit this up two two episodes in a row. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the episode before that, but we'll talk about Burger King soon. <laughs> hit, so, all, hit all our favorites, <laughs> our greatest hits of of random subjects. Uh, so I'm gonna dive into his Pennsylvania leadership first, and then and then we'll go on to because it all kind of goes. Yeah, it's all gonna be pretty um, within the timeline. Whatever yes. the word for that is chronological, but it's not anachronistic. Not anachronistic. It's the opposite of that. So in 1736, Franklin, uh, one of his one of his first kind of statehood things, or, or I guess civic things that he's done, he created the Union Fire Company, which is one of the first volunteer firefighting companies in America. Isn't that where? Is that part of where the Philly Union gets their name from? I mean the, the soccer team. Yeah, I I think it has something to do with because uh, they use the snake too. Use the snake thing, but there's a there's a lot of um, I I know like their old the old team in the area in, mm-hmm. in Bethlehem was was a steel work thing, and they oh, they, they okay. were the people the people that played there were union members of the steel company. So the, I think so that that's had, how But uh, I would not be surprised if if that <clears throat> helped it out. Uh, also, in that same year, so most people like if you do something that big, you you call it a year. You're done, right? <laughs> so, in in that same year, he actually I got out of bed and called it a year. <laughs> I'm done. I did it. Uh, he created a a new currency for the awful state of New Jersey at the time, the awful uh, colony. I guess colony of New Jersey. Uh, yeah, because colonialism is bad, honest us. All yes. colonies are bad. Yep, and awful. Uh, he he created an anti counterfeiting technique that he used to create this new currency, mm. and he was actually a big proponent of paper currency versus the coins. Um, and you know he actually even made a um, a plea. I'm going to jump in time here in 1766 to the British House of Commons to focus on paper money throughout the, the British Empire as well as you know back mm-hmm. back home in Britain too, uh, instead of instead of coins, which was you know really revolutionary. I guess he didn't it. like. Have it as coin purse handled. He, he didn't like the the jingle jangles of his of his meaty coins jangling in his meaty pouch, off his meaty thighs. He's a big dude. It's a big dude. Smooth bore thighs. <laughs> that dude chafed like a bitch. 
just, 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 he did just, oof. curls for the girls. Just me, just me walking. Thighs for the guys. Just me walking on a hot day. I just, I can feel it, man. All right. So, 1743, just a few years later, he founded the American Philosophical Society uh, to help with, um, to help promote scientific discussions and discoveries. Uh, it, it, it was. I'm pretty sure we mentioned this in the uh, Priestley episode. I believe we did. I yeah, think so. Because Priestley was a member. Very familiar. And then five years after that, in 1748, Franklin was selected as a Philadelphia councilman. So this is really kind of jumps on the whole state yeah, statement kind of like, deal. I'm going to do politics now. Yeah. And that was 1748. And you know, way jump in time later on here. So in June of 1789, he became Justice of the Peace in uh, Philadelphia. And I'm gonna go right back in time. I don't know. I don't know why I, I ordered it that way. That was. I like uh, how you said it was gonna be chronological, and then yeah, there well, were it, two it, the, immediate instances <laughs> of anachronisms. The the it largely is or non non chronological. I guess anachronistic would be <laughs> anachronistic. Is like if you're if you're if there's filming a car in 1789. I was gonna say if you're filming something and, and there's a Starbucks can. Yeah. Thank you, Game of Thrones, which wasn't even a real timeline, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, so in uh, in 1751, he was elected to the Philadelphia Assembly, and uh, a couple of years later, he was appointed the Deputy Postmaster General for British North America. That was on August 10th, 1753. Mm-hmm. So boom, 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 boom. All in the span of, of less than less than five years, actually. My, di- my dude's out here wear- making money moves. He's making he's he's making that guap real quick. Wearing bloody shoes. Yep. He yep. don't dance no more. He makes money moves. So uh, I'm gonna. Uh, he don't gotta dance. So he I'm, makes money moves. I hate the fact that I did it like this, but <laughs> going into context, I'm gonna go back in time now. Oh my god. So goodness. so you know, so 1753, right? He became the deputy postmaster general for right. all of North America, British North America. So he had some play in, in the postmaster game before. In 1737, he was the postmaster of Philadelphia. Okay. So he has some experience doing this, and. Uh, you know, going to jump back in time now here. In his current 1753 Postmaster General position, his basically, his basically his goal was to oversee just mail delivery throughout the entire colony. Originally, it was monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually set up the first mail service in Canada, actually, too, uh, because the Britain newly acquired uh, huge swaths of, 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 of yeah. French Canada. And uh, he he set up delivery between New York and New York City actually. Oh, well, I and I think it was called New York City at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and Montreal. Sure. And uh, he increased service from monthly throughout the colony to weekly, which was really important in terms of just getting all that communi- communications all intertwined. He actually became the postmaster general for the central the Second Continental Congress. After, you know, way jumping in the 1789s, I think, or something like that. Okay. Maybe a little later than that. Excuse but, me, sorry. And I'll, I'll, I'm pretty sure I'll touch on that a little later on, because I have some more details on that. But he uh, he was the post guy. He was the, he was the mailman. He was who the Beatles were singing about during the Hey, Mr. Postman. Also, the Carpenters, probably before that. But, yeah. Nothing? Went over your head? Bill was just staring at me. No, I got it. Yeah. I just didn't think it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I, uh... Hey, hey, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Ooh, wait, hey, Mr. Postman. Yeah, I know the fucking song, that, Honest that's, Us. That's, um, Ever come at me about my Beatles and Carpenters knowledge, I'll kill you. I'll throw you out this goddamn window. 
Karen Carpenter has this voice of an angel, according to Bob Peterson. <laughs> Says she's the best female vocalist of all time. All time, Anastas. Do you know what kind of fucking fervor it takes to say that Karen Carpenter is the greatest solo or so, vocal touching, artist of all time? He's touching me with his pointy finger. Ah! You fucking respect me and Bob. <laughs> or I will teach Ollie to spit on your shoes. <laughs> You'll draw on them anyway, don't worry. Did you know that you can throw kids off roofs and they'll survive? <laughs> Babies, specifically? It's evolution. They grow wings on the way down. That's how angels were started. Bill's trying to give me advice on how to raise my, my unborn child, so thank you. You could throw them in a bathtub of boiling water no, and they'll just... You can't do that. They'll just grow a tail that's just and, a, and gills and they'll be fine. That's just not... A, that just can't happen. That's how, that's how we got Aquaman. Um, that's... Is that canon? Is that Aquaman canon? Is that DC Comics canon? I made it canon. Yeah. Um, you could you could <laughs> throw it into the wolf into the into the forest the into the wolves, wolves to yeah. the wolves and then you got Thor. Yep, that's or or they just found a new Rome. Just found a new yeah, Rome. Yeah, but Rom, Romulus and Remus are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Thor's cooler. Or Leonidas. Right, so I'm gonna go, go back. Yeah, I'm just leave him on a mountain. Um, so in all right. None of this is in chronological order. It's all in vague chronological order. <laughs> all right? Fuck it. I admit it. I fucked up. Thank you. So in 1751, uh, I'm going to move away from the post post yeah, yeah, yeah. and into his kind of schooling, how he, how he was super influential on, on education throughout the colonies. So Franklin and Thomas Bond, who um, he went on to found, I'm pretty sure he went on to found Columbia or King's College, which uh, turned okay. into Columbia University. But they obtained a charter from. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of someone. I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, someone else a little later on. But. Oh my god. Yeah. So in, in so instead of education, this is has something. To do, I'll, I'll get to it in, in a second. But uh, they um, they uh, they obtained a charter to to establish a hospital mm. actually from from the Pennsylvania legislature. Uh, the hospital was the the first in the United States, and uh, it's still there. So the reason I mention it is because it's uh, I've seen it, the building. Yeah, it, it's really it's really beautiful, and it's under the the, the University of Pennsylvania Health System. Yeah. It's a national historic landmark, and uh, it's um, you know why they had to found a hospital. Um, go ahead, Franklin specifically. Why to treat his syphilis? I mean, I was gonna I was gonna say because it's I'm sure that was a huge which, spread. Which of one's the, clap, there, the, but... the gonorrhea is the clap? The, I think the gonorrhea is the clap. So Franklin was just out there clapping all day when he. When they build no, it, no clapbacks. Yeah, treat treat my genitals, treat them. And then he was like, ah, "I'm burning." <laughs> uh, so, wow, that's uh, I did not I don't know. I didn't expect that. It's Franklin. He <laughs> so, definitely had a venereal. He disease. definitely did. I just I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't expect that. It probably spread all over his body, and it's a miracle we got as much life out of him as we did. It is actually amazing. So in 1752, he. He created the first homeowners insurance company in <laughs> in the U.S. We well, think I fucking did it all. It was called the um, the Philadelphia Contri- Contribution Ship. Contribution Ship. It's not an easy word to say. Not, yeah, Contribution Ship. But yeah, it's the first homeowners insurance company, especially for a foreigner like you. Thank you. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Though? Like, why the hell do you do? He so many random ass things. Like one person doing one of these is enough to save for, save for life. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, no, I'm gonna do it all. He's like the Elon Musk, except. Good. Without like the, the except good and without like the like weird accusing people of being pedophiles. 
Without the weird, like, like a Green Goblin aspect of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's Norman Osborn. <laughs> so, all right. Jesus. So this, this is what made Why me... Why did I not make that connection? Sorry. <laughs> so, th- this is what made me think... This is how why I got tripped up on the Thomas Bond thing and, and the, the Pennsylvania Hospital. So, we think of University of Pennsylvania, right? Mm. Philadelphia, center, you know, center of our education. Yes. One of the leading, con- you know, schools in the world. Whatever. So, he had a huge hand in creating that. Right. Uh, he created the College of Philadelphia in uh, 1755 along with William Smith. Uh, they developed a, a new model of, of education which taught classes in English instead of Latin. Uh, it also had subject matter experts as professors instead of just having uh, a single like tutor yeah. kind of guy. Because back in the day, you'd have a tutor that would... Just teach everything. Teach everything, but also would kind of follow along the class. So if you had a class of... of 30 people just throwing it out there. Right. And the, you would have the same lecture or teacher throughout, yeah. throughout your education. Whereas this is much more specialized. They also eliminated the religious test for uh, for admissions, which mm-hmm. was, a, I didn't realize that was still still a requirement for a lot of educa- a lot of college education. Yeah, that makes sense. But they, they eliminated that. Uh, that college, the College of Philadelphia, eventually merged with the University of the State of Pennsylvania to become the University of Pennsylvania. Hmm. Also colloquially known as UPenn here. Yeah. But that's why that's why I got tripped up with the hospital on that, because they're both UPenn. Yeah. You know. It's okay. Owned. You're but okay. Don't, no, don't I, you don't have to apologize to me. Reach me out, man. I, I accept me out. your flaws. I, I, I fucked up, man. And I can't I can't make such a bold claim as saying it's all chronological and not make it chronological. Even though broad strokes it is chronological. Fuck yeah, you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Broad strokes. Do you feel good? Do you feel good? Not really. Do you feel like you got it off your chest? A little bit. Okay. My back kinda hurts. Well, you I'm gonna lay back. I get it. Yeah. Mine hurts from always carrying the pod. <laughs> Bam! Hey! Ah! Oh, he fucking dabbed on me. Ah! He dabbed on me. Oh, ah! it, it hurts when he does it. Yeah. Now I know why you don't like when I do it. Oh yeah. fuck. Feels fucking bad, doesn't it? It hurts. Bazinger. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm melting. Yeah, like the wicked witch of the worst. I'm Wicked Witch of the Weak Ass oh, Jokes. That, that's garbage. Psych. Oh, he did it again. He fucking tapped on me again. All right, so Brent Franklin liked Europe. Yeah, he was. He, he enjoyed the continent. Yeah. You know what he liked? What do you like? Being no. sent to England. I was going to say the whores. Yeah, well, that but, too. Yeah. So, in 1757, uh, Franklin was sent to England by the PA Assembly as a colonial agent to protest against the political influence of the Penn family, who are, at this point, still the proprietors of the colony. Right. So, we I, we talked about it a little bit, like, William Penn was dope. Yeah, his sons were not. Right. They were corrupt as fuck. You get, you get a little taste of it, and you gotta keep it forever, yeah. right? Yeah, get your, get, get your tongue up in that honey hole. Yep, yeah, wow. That's, honey hole is another really subtle, like, podcast staple. Yes. Yeah. It's Sorry, a town. Continue. I know it's a town. But and Honeypot. Is that how you were, you were using that as a... As yeah. a yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a total total Pennsylvania village. Yep. That's yeah. him. Licking, licking the honey holes. Yeah. Keep on going, Bill. So, anyway. <laughs> For five years, he tried to end their ability to overturn legislation from the elected assembly, and he wanted to remove their exemption to paying taxes on their land. Yeah, that's bullshit. It is bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck? Must be nice, huh? They probably have a shit little land, too. You know where the only building still standing that was lived in by a pen is? Where? The zoo. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. called the Solitude. Yeah. 
That's cool. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. If you guys go to the zoo, don't just play with the lemurs. See the old yeah, building. Don't jump into the lemur den. They'll, they'll rip you alive. It's true. I've seen it. It's vicious. It'll skin you and Blood just everywhere. Flay you and just... That was a kid that didn't survive the Darwinism experiment. <laughs> now, the one with the jag- jaguar surprisingly spry t- tamed it. <laughs> and that's where we got He-Man. He became a jaguar. Yes. Like He-Man before him. Anyway, Franklin didn't have any influential allies in Whitehall, which is the Parliament build, building for right. Yep, so, yep, yep. In England, um, well, no, it's um, it's it's like it's not where they. It's not where they. It's hold not where it, they but hold it, like, it, but it's it's like a parliament. Yeah, it's yeah. like an office. It's like an right. office building. Yeah. Uh, but this led to him failing his mission to <laughs> end pe- the Penn family influence. Mm. So he returned to Pennsylvania and then was elected Speaker of the Pennsylvania House in May of 1764. And he tried to change the government from proprietary to royal government. And this was one of his like early and big missteps. Because hmm. people did not like it. They It was really unpopular with like the people of Philadelphia, the people of Pennsylvania. Because they were afraid they'd lose their religious and political freedoms. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So... In October of 60, 1764, he lost his seat because of this. It's just really crazy to think, like, he fucked up, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, everybody uh, does. does. But no one ever, ever, ever talks about that. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, it's always like, Franklin's the best. But, very like, interesting. he made some errors. Yeah, one or two amongst a billion. But still, he, yeah, he made them, so. though. Yeah. Uh, it was a big one. Like, lost oh, yeah. him his seat. Yeah. So, he was again sent to England by the anti-proprietary party uh, to try and plead his case again. And while he was there, he opposed the 1765 Stamp Act, uh, but couldn't pre- prevent its passage. He made the mistake of recommending a friend for the position of stamp distributor. And this is another error where it enraged Pennsylvanians and they threatened to burn down his house in Philadelphia. Mm. Yeah, no, no one likes corruption, even if it's not really corruption. A little nepotism, though. A little nepotism. And he found out about this while well, he was in London. So he went before the House of Commons and testified and during the proceedings for talking about the Stamp Act, and he helped lead to its repeal. And then when they found out about this in America, he became the leading spokesman for the colonies and in England. Right. And Georgia, New Jersey, and Massachusetts all appointed him as their agent to the crown as well. Gotcha. So, while in London, he became involved in radical politics, joining a gentleman's club called the Honest Whigs. Delilah's. Delilah. It's always really jarring when you're driving, and 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 I stop yes. listening to the rate. Yes, driving is jarring. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, I've stopped listening to. <laughs> To FM radio, and I just listen to you my, don't, like podcast. You don't like to listen stuff. to Angelo Cataldi and Gabe Kapler fight. Well, so what was that about? Did they actually like have a, like did they call so, and argue? On the, I, I didn't. I didn't listen to. I it wasn't either, but I, I read. I've read a couple links. But I've, anyway, it's so, all some hot takes. Just, just the hot take culture drives me nuts. But hot takes for hot cakes. But you're just driving right, and I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen to about sports today. I don't really mm. want to listen to my podcast or my music, whatever. I'll, I'll turn it on, and then. And then, like after three minutes, I'm pissed off at the radio. Yeah. And then the, the the fucking strip club ad comes, yep. and you're like, "Well, this is it's this like, is what annoying. The, what the fuck this is going is, on here? This is." And then they go back, and then I realize why I listen to podcasts only. So. You know what I listen to? Whale noises. What? No, you think I'm some kind of psychopath? I listen to trees. <laughs> ASMR. Fucking weirdo. 
It's like the creak in a tree. Just listen to the Zoe Kravitz commercial for for uh, Modelo, whatever that is, or yeah. Corona. What I don't even know. Uh, what, 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 I don't even know what the beer it is. I just know Zoe Kravitz is cool. Okay, nope, we're not doing this. We're not. Nope, stop it. Anyway. In 1756, so I, I actually also went back in time. Hey, fuck you, man! <laughs> he became a member for this. He became a member of the Society for the Encouragement of Arts, Manufactures, and Commerce, which is now the Royal Society of Arts. Hmm. And this was founded in 1754. So only two years into it, he got in there on the ground floor. So I'm gonna fuck around with this. Right? It's fucking crazy, man. That dude knew how to get up in life. Yeah. Like James Brown, get on up. In 1759, he was awarded an honorary doctorate from the University of St. Andrews and one from Oxford University in 1762. Mm-hmm. In 1771, he traveled around England, staying with Joseph Priestley at Leeds, Thomas Percival at Manchester, and Erasmus Darwin at Litchfield. Guy had friends. High places. Uh, those are all like, like leaders giants. in their fields. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, he also traveled around Scotland and Ireland during this time. And in Ireland, he stayed with Lord Hillsborough. And sat with members of Irish Parliament in Dublin rather than having to view from the gallery, which was the first time an American had received that honor. Hmm. And while in Ireland, he was struck by the poverty poverty there, which was a product of the same trade regulations and laws that Britain used to govern America. And he became frightened that America would suffer the same effects should Britain's colonial exploitation continue. Yeah, that's a that's a really important important little though nugget you through there. Although the uh, resource scarcity of, of, it's, of it's, Ireland is it's very quite different, different than, 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 than the, the colonies. colonies. But I mean, if you, I mean, if he's, I don't know if he's ever been to India at all, but in his in his life, but I don't I'm think sure so. he would he would see see something. He, he would see it would probably be closer to India than it would Ireland. Yeah. But either way, it's, it's still not not, good. not a hot situation to be in. Yeah, um, yeah. So this was in. The he si- was over there like we're American. <laughs> You can't take our jobs or our freedoms. And they'd be like, oh, chip, tip, cheerio, old chap. We're going to going to use you to have a have a swat of tea. And, uh, <laughs> thank, thank you kindly. We're your, your real, real chipper chap. Your bruv, your chav. That's how, that's how the ruffians say it. Oh, my God. If, if only... If, I just want to just... Pick you up and put you in England and let you speak like that and see <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Oi, mate, you gotta get a knife in, huh? Because all they have are knives out there or acid. They throw acid at people there too, which is cool. That's a thing, apparently. Why, why would you throw away drugs? Damn hooligans! Yeah, no, not that kind of acid. That'd be hilarious, though. <laughs> just be like ah. just liquid, just 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 acid, and you're like, oh, I'm so out of my body. I'm so high, but no. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna I'm just like hope you have a nice trip. So I'm gonna jump back a little bit, okay, for oh, just a teeny amount of time back to the um, back to the '65 Stamp Act. Although this is in between there, so this is this is not the same tax, mm-hmm. but just general taxation. So Franklin was a um, uh, he was he was a center central figure in 1766. So one year after the, the Stamp Act, you know, arguments yeah. or whatever, basically pro- Parliament was pushing the Americans to continue to pay taxes, to, to pay a higher amount of tax for the French and Indian War. Um, so that they just, they kept kneeling and prying them to, to keep doing it. And um, 
His argument was that Americans already contributed heavily to the defense of the British Empire and that they wouldn't need to pay any more actual taxes. Right. He said local governments had raised and outfitted and actually paid 25,000 soldiers to fight France, which was as many as Britain itself had sent. And they had spent millions of the, you know, American, millions from the American treasuries to, uh, to defend just for that yeah. war alone. So he's not wrong. Yeah. But yeah, there's but there too. He's not right. <laughs> yeah, because they they weren't taxed as heavily as people no. make it out to be. No, no, no. The American colonies actually received a ton of tax breaks, mm-hmm. and it was <laughs> crazy. I mean, it's branding intolerable acts. Oh yeah. yeah well, the, and the really the funny it was thing a quartering is, act that really bugged a lot of people. Well, the fact that you can just you have no real property and. Well, the government, just the like, government hey, could just be like, we're putting we're, soldiers this is in our with house you. now. Yeah. yeah. Which is what eminent domain now, is now anyway. Except instead of putting soldiers in your house, it's, oh no, this is my house now. We need a road yeah. right through your, yeah. So, and it is, uh, it's it's one of the beauties of American history, is all contradictions. Yup. Uh, so, back forward in time now. So, this is just back after. Back to the future? Yes. So, this is just after his trip. Is it back to the past? Back, back to, to the, the past. past. Samurai Jack. Yeah. So this is uh, just after his trip in Ireland coming back to the States. Mm-hmm. In 1772, uh, there was the whole Hutchinson letter thing. Yeah. Do you know about this? So in, uh, in, in 1772, he obtained private letters uh, from Thomas Hutchinson and Andrew Oliver, who were the governor and lieutenant governor of the province of Massachusetts Bay. And these the letters that they were exchanging, uh, they, they proved that the British were... were planning on cracking down on Bostonians. And Franklin actually leaked letters. Uh, well, he sent them to the States, and they, they were leaked li- later on yeah. in June of 1773, which caused a huge political firestorm in Massachusetts, and then further on into the colonies in general. I'm sure he was just like, fuck Boston. Well, yeah. <laughs> well no, he's probably nah. just... You know, not... like, well, you can't be having that shit. Yeah. So so th- this, was a, this was one of the major turning points in the crown's view of franklin uh i'm sure it wasn't too hot before that anyway but he was just viewed as a politician who was representing representing the colonies now he's viewed as a, a genuine troublemaker mm-hmm. and he was ridiculed and humiliated by solicitor general alexander wetterburn uh before what a name yeah what w-e-d-d-e-r burn uh before the the uh, wetterburn wetterburn uh, this was during the, the Privy Council Whatever, on sorry. January 29th, 1774. Uh, and then he was basically booted out and he returned to, <laughs> he returned to Philly in uh, March of 1775. Yeah. And at this point, he just abandoned his accom- uh, accommodating just viewpoint yeah. towards the... You know, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't appeasing the, the crown he, anymore at this point. He went from Neville Chamberlain oh, to Winston Churchill. There you go. Um, Chamberlain wasn't a bad dude. He gets a bum rap. Yeah, he just he just didn't have the balls to stop fascism. Um, he, fascism. It's way more complicated than that. Yeah, and we're people forget the British people did not want to get in a continental war. Oh, not not nah, so many people yeah. had died in the World War One. World War One. Yeah. He remembered it. Well, Churchill was not a good dude. No, but you gotta have to respond to what happens. I mean, yeah, but also there's a reason that he was kicked the fuck out after World War Two. More war, ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so back to our olden times. Um, 
So by the time Franklin arrived in Philly in May of May 5th of 1775, the revolution already started. It, uh, the fighting already started between, yeah. between the, the colonial forces and the British and Lexington and Concord. They shot when they saw the whites of their eyes. Whites of their eyes. Right? Isn't that so the is old... That, I think it's... Is that true or is that... I think it's Also, like... I had a question. This is what... I was trying to figure out what I was missing here. Um, why didn't they just kill Franklin while he was still in England for that? You know... Why didn't they just imprison him? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it would have served him so much better if they just imprisoned him. I'm going to assume it's because they thought it was going to end very quickly. And it didn't matter. Hmm. They were more just very annoyed at the fact that he he brought this up and, and he didn't think that the... It's like, go the fuck home. Okay, but they, they didn't think a year from that point that the revolution would just happen? Wow. Maybe they thought it would be an inciting incident if they if t- Game took him captive. Th- yeah, maybe, but if Game of Thrones saw me anything, you gotta kill that motherfucker. I mean, then he's a martyr. Yeah, but he was already kind of eh, wishy-washy back in the States anyway. Yeah, from, that's from also a, true. From a... From a uh, maybe they thought they could get him to their side. I don't know. But it's... Maybe they thought... Wow, wow we though. can't let that smoothbore dick go away. <laughs> I can't quit that dick. All right, so the Pennsylvania Assembly unanimously chose Franklin as their delegate for the Second, Second Continental Congress. And in June of 1776, really important time period, the summer of 1776. Something happened there? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So he was appointed... The only thing I know that happens in the summer is my birthday and your birthday. <laughs> Which is also in July. <laughs> Uh, he was appointed a member of the Committee of Five that drafted the Declaration of Independence. Mm. Uh, he was temporarily disabled by gout, actually, and he, was, he wasn't actually able to attend yeah. most of the meetings of the committee. Uh, but Franklin did make several small yet important the changes to the drafts that were sent to him by Thomas Jefferson. Um, and at the signing, he's quoted as having replied to a comment by John Hancock that they must all hang together. Yes, we must indeed all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. <laughs> oh, Wordplay is fun. Yeah, so that's uh, th- that's basically the ramp up to his kind of ambassadorship, and I'll, I'll hand the baton out to you. But he, um, I grip it. I guess he re- he recognizes the baton firmly. He, I run with the baton. He's, he's I win the relay. He was a, he was a, a smart dude, and <laughs> yeah, he realized brilliant. that he realized that he needed allies in order to have a chance against the yeah. the, 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 the crown. The brats, so, you know, I'll, I'll the brats, I'll as I call them. Take it from here, brats. Get it, get it, bratten. I got it, I got it, I got Braxit. it. Braxit, ooh, Braxit. Uh, anyway, um, after he fell out of love with the Brits, he fell in love with France. Mm-hmm. Love those, those French women. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. So. In December of 1776, Franklin was sent to France as commissioner for the U.S. And he actually took his 16-year-old grandson, William Temple Franklin, as his secretary. And they lived in a Parisian suburb called Passy. I think that's how you pronounce it. P-A-S-S-Y. It's, uh, I have no idea how to pronounce anything in French. Passy. <laughs> You're getting there. You're getting close. I was like, getting after warm. that left getting my warm. mouth, I was like, oh. Getting warm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what she said. Getting warm. Moist. Uh, oh, you took it. You I took it too there. Too far. Yep. 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 Uh, the home he lived in was donated by Jacques Don Donatien. Donation. I have no idea. Larray de Chaumont. Um, the motherfucker he, has like six names. I know he was a lord, but he was a huge proponent of the American Revolution. Hmm. He was not as big a fan of the French Revolution, yeah, which is 
hilarious. And his son yeah. came here then, and they lived in Loray, New York. Um, ah, makes sense. But Franklin was in France until 1785, and he saw great success, including securing a military alliance in 1778 and negotiating the Treaty of Paris in 1783. Now, I just want to point out, before I go on to some of the other things he did in France, hmm. a lot of the ways he got in there, so I've read and seen, was sleeping with old French ladies who would open the doors to the French court. Wait, seriously? Yes. Give him that good D, yeah. and then he they do a good deed. Uh, sorry, vitamin D. I vitamin D. Yep. I, uh, got him. Got him. Dang. <laughs> oh man, I I eated that. E- he e- gave e- her a water burn. <laughs> yeah, great great use of that name. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he 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 spread the D. And while he was spreading the D, he also was being a free Mason. Yep. Uh, And he served as the, this is the title, a venerable master of the lodge Le Neuf Sor, I think. Sores. Sores. I don't know. My mom will be like, you don't know. He stopped speaking French. (laughs) Stop crying. I'm like, never Betsy. From 1779 until 1781, so he while, served while in, he's in like, that position. While he's just commanding or or being working being, on, yeah, like working on the revolution and so he's like, I would be a Freemason too. Yep. I mean, I'm sure it helped open doors. Oh yeah, yeah. They're all yeah. finger popping each other's buttholes. Yep. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> finger blasting for freedom. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Our independence brought to you by finger blasting. He was appointed to a commission by Louis the Sixteenth to investigate Franz Mesmer's theory of animal magnetism, which is the theory that like all things have attraction to one another, uh-huh. um, like animals, trees, rocks, literally everything. That's why I want to fuck rocks, huh? Yeah, well, I guess. Uh, the commission included chemist Antoine Lavoisier, physician Joseph Ignacci, uh, guillotine. And the astronomer John Sylvain Bailey. You guys' last name was Guillotine. He's hilarious. No, no, he's the inventor of the guillotine. Oh, is he? Yeah. Did you not? I didn't make the connection though. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That's gonna come into handy real quick. So he invented it because he thought it was more humane than hanging or beheading with an axe. Because with an axe, people you, would you might you might miss or you, well, you might right. have to do multiple chops. Right. Right. And a lot of times, um, executioners would get pretty sauced before doing it because they didn't like killing people right right most of the time yeah and so he was like well it's a quick like gravity will do the work like it removes the burden from you know actually physically holding the hand yeah doing it yeah interesting yeah not how he thought it was going to be employed (laughs) i would say that but that's a bailey like that's the bailey uh the alcohol the baileys yeah yeah what was what was he He's uh, Bailey tells or telescope. I don't know. He was very important. I'll look it up. They were all like very smart men. Is my point. Yeah. We, you know, we shit on France a lot in this country, and we need to stop. We really don't need. I don't know why we do that. Like it, it really bothers me. Oh, he was an astronomer, right? Yeah, yeah. I yep, said yep, that. Yep. Yeah. No, I was just looking it up. He was he was guillotined. Holy <laughs> shit! friend of the guy that invented it and he got taken off by it so that's, uh... holy shit i wonder if the irony was 
enjoyed by him, or at least appreciated. In 1781, he was elected a fellow, Franklin was elected a fellow of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences, which I don't know why that was in the French section. I just threw it in there, I guess. Well, during that time period. Yeah. He also argued for religious freedom in France, and this contributed to arguments made by French philosophers and politicians that resulted in Louis XVI signing of the Edict of Versailles in November of 1787. And this gave non-Catholics in France the right to openly practice their religions as well as have legal and civil status Mm -hmm. because the Edict of Fontainebleau had revoked those from non-Catholic citizens. I remember this from my European history class, and holy hell, that was a lot of information I forgot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Now it's back in your head. Thank you. Uh, He also actually served as the American minister to Sweden during this time, though he never actually visited Sweden. He did, he did negotiate a treaty signed in 1783, April of that year. Nice. And on August 27th, 1783, while in Paris, Franklin... I, this isn't political. I just think it's really interesting. Um, uh, he fit, witnessed the world's first hydrogen balloon flight. So he became enamored with the idea of it, and he just put all kinds of money behind b- hydrogen balloons. <laughs> Dude, he's Elon Musk. He's fucking Elon Musk. <laughs> he's Elon Musk. Um, so on December 1st, 1783, he was seated in the special enclosure for honored guests when La Charlière took off from the Jardin des Tuliers, piloted by Jacques Charles and Nicolas Louis Robert. So you got to fly in one? I don't know if he got to fly. He got to watch. He was also, seated in the December special... Oh, I see. So I It's see. cold. Yeah. They're doing all this outside shit. Like, they sent yeah. him overseas in December of 1776, yeah. too. So, if you think about this, right, right so August That's 27th. That's dangerous. So he could have died. So, August 27th, he got to see it happen. I don't know why, but that the way it's written makes you think that the December 1st one, he actually flew in it. I hope I hope it's I case, hope so. But anyway. I, I don't think so, though. Man, just... That's amazing. So uh, I'm going to transition here away from France to him coming back home and the immediate aftermath of the revolution and, and what we know of America as today, you know, how, how right. that became uh, written into, into history. Yeah. So Franklin returned back home in 1785, and he, he occupied a position only second to that of George Washington as the champion of American independence. Uh, LeRae, we mentioned earlier, yeah. honored. Yeah. Yep, honored him <laughs> so, <laughs> with a with a commissioned portrait that was painted by Joseph uh, Duplessis, uh, which now hangs at the National Portrait Gallery at the Smithsonian in, in D.C. Um, but but yeah, he, he was viewed. I I I'm pretty sure I've seen it too. So he's viewed I touched as. It. You should. I stole it. That's hilarious. To my house, <laughs> uh, but I mean that that just goes to show how how he was viewed in, in throughout the world as this American you know leader. Uh, I have after- to make a P. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, edit out, but no, you can leave it in. I don't oh, care. Okay, well, Bill's gone off to pee, so um, I'm gonna keep going. I'm just gonna keep going. All right, Bill. 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 Wow. I kind of want to bring the mic and see if we can hear you, Bill. All right, so I'll just keep on going then, I guess. Um, After his return, Franklin became an abolitionist, and he freed his two slaves. Uh, He he actually eventually became the president of the Pennsylvania Abolition Society. And in uh, 1787, Franklin served as a delegate to the Philadelphia Convention. 
uh, he held an honorary position and you didn't really you know engage in much debate uh, he's also the only founding father who is a signatory of all four of the major documents of the founding of the United States. Those include the Declaration of Independence, the Treaty of Alliance with France, the Treaty of Paris, which was the, uh, the, the treaty after the war, and the United States Constitution. In uh, 1787, a group of prominent ministers in Lancaster actually proposed the foundation of a new college named Franklin's Honor. And uh, basically, Franklin donated 200 pounds towards the development of uh, what was called Franklin College, which is now called Franklin and Marshall College. Uh, Marshall College is a separate college, and they, they combined and whatnot. Uh, and I think Bill's coming on back. Did you, did you wash your hands there, Billy? I missed. Thank you, Bill. I missed. I pissed and I missed. Yep, yep. I, I just got you for fatherhood. I just thank you, Bill. I just uh, came back from uh, while you while you were away. While I was sleeping. While you were sleeping, yeah. I uh, touched on the fact that uh, Franklin became an abolitionist when he came back and freed his freed his slaves. He also yeah uh, about fucking time was a delegate for the fence for the Philadelphia Convention, and um, he was also a signatory on for all the major major documents in our country's fledgling history. And I just got finished describing Franklin you and finished? Marshall. I finished, yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, Franklin and Marshall. Just got finished talking about I that. prefer uh, Franklin and Bash. Um, so who Isn't is, that the show? I don't know. So who is the Marshall? Who, who is Mar- Thurgood. Marshall? Marshall? Is it? And that's no. not true. No, that's, that's not true. It's from the 50s, right? The 30s? Oh. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Let me so, look. I'll look it up. Thank you. So between... That's where uh, friend went. Yeah, Frank, and this, isn't Franklin Marshall in Gettysburg? No. Is it like like is it actually in Lancaster? I don't remember. I thought I, I don't think it's Franklin in, Marshall was in Gettysburg. It's in Lancaster. It's in Lancaster. Oops. Well, anyway, uh, so while that's going on, he was writing his autobiography, and he was writing that from 1771 through 1788, and it was chartered. Sorry, I just sorry, this sorry. is amazing. On the site of a former brewery. Really. Yeah. Ben Franklin. Jeremy Marshall. Who's the Marshall? Pretty hard. Well, Marshall College. and I. I Marshall no College is... It was a reformed church academy. John Marshall. John Marshall. What a F- name. The fourth chief justice of the United States, John Marshall. Uh, oh, okay. Right, right, right. I'm sorry. That's true. Because Chris Franklin College was a thing, and then Marshall. And then Marshall. And, there, and, and they joined. Yeah. All right. So... Again, so back to his autobiography, uh, he took a long ass time to write it, and he addressed the he, you know in the beginning of, of the longer the book, than George R. R. Martin, <laughs> just as long. Uh, Jesus. He uh, he addressed it to his son, uh, but when when it was completed, uh, by the time by the time it was ready for publication, he actually m- addressed it to the benefit of mankind uh, from like an idea his friend one of his friends gave him. Um, it's probably Priestley. You think so? I don't know. I'm just gonna say that. He, uh, I'm gonna say it with confidence. He had a uh, uh, like. How do you think he knew how big of a deal he was? He probably did. Dude, right? I think he did. I think he, he knew. He had a fucking ego. He probably did. Um. So here's our last little tidbit before we go into the. Fun. He was a rock star, man. Even yeah, he that, like well, he was. Yeah. I'll, I'll, before before we get into the rock, is, is thinking about him is his legacy and and his mm-hmm. fuck dude. Uh, I want to go right <laughs> into his. Um, Back to back to the beginning, right? Pennsylvania. That's what's what the podcast is all about. 
He was unanimously elected as the sixth president of the Supreme Executive Council of Pennsylvania, which was essentially the governor of Pennsylvania. Right. Um, Franklin held that office for a little over three years, which was longer what than... A, what a pretentious title. Well, yeah, I mean... Supreme Executive Council so of Pennsylvania. That was, Sorry. That, was, that was a remnant of the colonies. Yeah. And then after the, um, after the, uh, the Constitution was written in and the, the Pennsylvania had... Once well, Pennsylvania wrote their own Constitution mm-hmm. as well, they, they changed it to... Uh, there being it be just being the governor, yeah, you know, governor of the state. So he uh, he had he had an initial election and he was reelected to full to a full term. So I, I think he like jumped in mm-hmm. one of the, the previous presenters or something like that. And uh, he was was the governor until 1787, which I mean that's cool. I didn't realize he was the governor of the state. Yeah. Very neat. And uh, he served as a host to the conventional to the constitutional convention of 1787 in Philly. During that time span, like right towards the end of his governorship, I guess, or right. his executive, supreme executive ship. Hilarious. What a um, prick. Yeah, I, I, uh, so are you ready for our podcast and then a podcast, or do we? Do yeah, we hit me with a, it. Lay that shit on me. All right. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> I always feel like somebody's watching me. I'm just mixing them up now. Yeah, I. <laughs> Well, I was pulling up my, my list of things. Um, I think I'm just going to keep that in there. So, Ben Franklin, right? My little song interlude. Your little song interlude. I enjoyed it. Uh, so, we, we mentioned his proclivities before, um, especially especially his ones in London. So, Dude liked to fuck. He met up with the Chavs and the Bruvs. Did we talk about, his, did we talk about his, his, older, his love for older women? Like a little bit, I mentioned it a little right, bit with the friends, so but I'll, he was into older women. I'll, I'll, like, I'll do this. So, Franklin, so, so Franklin, while he was in, um, while he was still in the states in, in uh, 1745, and he, he was still a printer, mm-hmm. he he wrote an essay um, in response to to someone like one of those letters that people sent into to yeah. the newspapers. Uh, a young man asked him uh, how to tame his sexual appetite. Right, like like how I I just want to bang all day. Like help me, Ben Franklin. <laughs> Which is help me, Obi Wan. You know, yeah, hilarious. So he wrote. Well, an essay. he has to learn how to ma- handle his lightsaber. <laughs> See, he wrote an essay called "Advice to a Young Man on the Choice of Mistress." Flesh saber. Which is hilarious. It's not quite exactly what the guy was asking. For, yeah. But he basically, he argued that older women made the best companions, and that you should chase after older women. Because they just want to fuck. If you're just a, if you're just a crazy like a poon hound, like a poon hound. Thank. I was going to say a hormone charged. Like a teenager or or young man, just yours is yours is a nicer way of saying a it. Poon hound is something else. So, so in, in so it's this, like this it's much is, like a bloodhound. So this is but the poon. This is the quote. Oh God! All right. In all your amours, you should prefer old women to young women. And and then later on, he would say the pleasure of corp, corporal enjoyment. Hilarious. And he capitalizes in p and the e. The pleasure and the enjoyment, which is hilarious. <laughs> the pleasure of corporal enjoyment with an old woman. Is at least equal and frankly and frequently superior. Every knack of being by a practice capable of improvement. <laughs> According to, uh, to to Franklin, he also said that that older women were so grateful for for sexual intercourse. <laughs> Jesus. But look at this. So I'm gonna dissect this a little bit. Every knack, uh, being by practice capable of improvement. <laughs> just just they've got the experience. Just go just, learn from they, them. They just, you could just learn for you just soak up that knowledge and uh, fluids. So yeah, he's a he had a um, interesting. He didn't view women in a great way. 
No. I was like, yeah, yeah, man. They're just lovers. And you just got to get up the older ones because they just want to bone all day. Like, dude, dude, was a, dude was a chav, like you said. He's a fucking bruv. He's a fucking bruv. Fucking chav. Oh, man. That's just. Oh, dude. That, I, I'm just... Do you think he threw a shrimp on the Barbie? What is that? What's a shrimp on the Barbie? What? It's do Australian. You, do you think you ever went to Australia? He didn't. Should we, should we pop in another one of these, or should we... Uh, <laughs> you want to pop one in? Should, should I do another one of these? Yeah, if you want. So, we mentioned he's young for, for, for old women, right? So, he actually, um, when he was getting older, he... He peed on him. He, he went back into his love for younger women. So, in, uh, in, <laughs> se- in 1754, right, when Franklin was 48, and he was married at the time, too, to, to Reed, yeah. Deborah Reed, right? Is that her name? Yeah, Debbie. Debbie. Uh, he so he was she calls everybody hun. He was forty <laughs> at the Wawa. So he was he was uh, forty eight years old, right? And he met twenty three year old Catherine Ray. Is um, this wasn't in France? So this this isn't Le Ray. Never mind. Sorry, I, just, I was I got like you got like I, I, I got I got the cold sweats. I was like what what? <laughs> but he's trying to make a move on her, uh, but she wasn't into it. But they they kept the correspondence, and he kept trying to like get her pants basically later yeah. on his life. Uh, but there was another incident in London back in 1767. He was trying to pee in her butt. Yep. So again, this is hilarious. Like he's while he's doing all these important political things, he's like, I just need a fuck, you know. <laughs> so well, is, how else are you gonna relieve the stress? <laughs> so he was a uh, he, he was visiting a a friend of his, uh, Charles Wilson Peel, or I'm sorry, Charles Wilson Peel was visiting Franklin in his okay. apartment, and um, when he opened the door, I guess he didn't knock. He saw 61 year old Franklin. Uh, Kissing and fondling a, a young woman in his in his lap, and it's hilarious. Just just sixty one year old, just 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 this big round dude, just just covered in liver spots, you know, just oh, gouty. Just, just got he's got gout, yeah. He's just just doing his thing, and um, there's a quip about his taste for young women as he aged. Franklin, though plagued with fumbling age, needs nothing to excite him, but is too ready to engage when younger arms invite him. Oh my god. <laughs> This is too good. I mean, like, oh, when I'm younger, just go up to the older women. When he's older, like, I didn't need my young women. Right? Just, just, dude, dude was a was a poon hound all the way through. Yeah, he's through a, and through. He's a fucking Chad. Is there is there? Uh, <laughs> I just I love putting it on in our podcast and the podcast here because like he's an amazing person. He did so many amazing things. Like the first fire fire company, the first hospital, post he office. He set up pen. He he was he created basically the U.S. post office, and he. That's that's all amazing things. That doesn't even that all pales in comparison to what he did for the country, and then in terms of his actual formation. Yeah. Yet all he wanted to do was just bone he people. Just to fuck. All he, that's what drove him in his life. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's all he wanted to do. There's uh, a. I know you've never seen it, but the musical 1776 is coming back to Broadway, which I'm very excited about. Nice. But it's very comedic in tone a lot, and there's a part where John Adams, played by Mr. Feeney. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. William Daniels. William Hmm. Daniels is his real name. Which is kind of funny that he plays Mr. Feeney, who's also Philly-based. Right, right, right. But there's a part where they're like, come on, John John Adams says to him, come on, Franklin, we're going to New Jersey. And he goes, the hell I am, what for? He goes, for the whoring and the drinking. And he stands up (laughs) immediately (laughs) and is out the door. (laughs) It was real good. It's really funny. Uh. Oh, good. Go to Rutgers. They were uh, really going to review the tri- troops, but because George Washington sends a letter, which is a real letter, he's like, "We're never going to get these guys together. Like, they are the most 
horrible soldiers I've ever had the displeasure of commanding. The only things that excite them are alcohol and prostitutes and <laughs> syphilis is rampant in the, in the camps. And Ben Franklin's like, let's fucking go. <laughs> it sounds like a party let's to me. This. Do you have do you have a, do you have a town name for me, Bill? Do I do. One? I've got Panic, Pennsylvania. Panic. That's yep. a good one. That's pretty good, one, right? Panic is it spelled panic like. Yep. P A N I C. Exclamation point at the disco. Is there an actual exclamation point? That'd be mm, amazing. No. no, that'd be hilarious. Panic at the Pennsylvania. <laughs> you all right? Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, it's a good drink of water at the wrong time. <laughs> um, where is this? It is in Jefferson County, which is the. Let's see here. Oh, it's out near Punxsutawney. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. So, do you want some of the history that I'm Wikipedia really, I'm really gives curious me? why it's called that. So, there was a post office established there in 1881, mm-hmm. and it remains in operation until it was discontinued in 1904. I don't really know why that's noteworthy. I think it feels, feels like somebody was stretching. <laughs> so, wow, that's how that's how long on that place is, huh? <laughs> so, this is what... Now, now we get into the name. Hmm. What Wikipedia? I'm just going to read it ad hoc or All not right. ad hoc. Uh, uh, the community most likely was named after the Panic of 1873. I knew it. I fucking knew it, dude. That would makes it makes a lot of I sense. Because the minute you mentioned the, the timing, the timing of the post office. I, yeah. Go ahead. Go, sorry. So a folk etymology maintains the name originated when a pioneer fought off a bear with an axe. Yeah, that sounds way better than I want. Thinking about their lost <laughs> That's silver. Way oh, my silver's my gone. My silver's gone. I fought a bear with an axe. Yeah, that one. That, that one. one. That That's one. the one. That's the one. Uh, the first church in McCalmont Township was built at Panic in 1871. The township's first store was also established in 1882. By 1917, Panic was described as a tiny village. Oh, I see. Tiny village. Oh, yes. Very interesting. Very interesting. But yeah, fuck, fought a fucking bear. It's the bear. It's the one. That's weird. Like, why would you ever name a town after, like, a, a depression? Or, 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 or like a recession. Why would you name one after Blue Balls? <laughs> no, but that, that, was, that. That, was, no. that was a name, though. But no, like, I know. If you think, if you think about... Uh, but yeah, it's it's an odd... Let's open up a community in, in our in our summer. We'll let's let's it. just call it uh, yeah, recession, recession, recession Pennsylvania. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. I'd say we fought it at Bear, too. But then why wouldn't you just name it... I, I fought a bear off with a fucking Axeville. Axeville, yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Or, or Bear Axeville. Or Bear Axe. Bear Axe. The city of Bear Axe. The city of Bear Axe. Town of Bear Axe. Let's, not, let's be real here. No, it would be a city if it were named Bear Axe, Anastas. Everybody would have come there. Don't be a fool. <laughs> the third, they would become like the third biggest city in the state after Philly and Pittsburgh. I think they'd be the biggest city in this state. Oh, man. You tell me you don't want to live in Bear Axe. I come from barracks. You have to be badass too. You got to like yeah. have a mohawk and leather. Every single person chains has a scar on their face. Everyone, every single person, they, and they're all. Every time you see headphones in, <laughs> it's like Maury. It's like uh, was it the, the the Maury like tattoos? Is that am I saying that right? Oh, like yeah, in like the Polynesia or like the yeah um, New Maori. Zealand, is it Maori? Thank you. Maori, so when like you said Maori, because Maori is is death, and yeah. uh, Memento Maury is a. Remembrance of yeah, death, and yeah, that's yeah. why I was like, so they all walk around with memento mori, which yeah, also would be like, badass, just skulls and flames. But the Maori tattoos, yeah, it's like that their version of that. But you yeah. know, like well, we fought bears, and everyone has wake up, wake up, because I wanted to, wanted to, didn't expect that at all. Um, that's that's the theme song when you fight a bear. 
Is that... Is that... Okay. You seem a little broken. <laughs> did I break you? I just didn't expect it at all. It's one of those real-life scenarios where you just get surprised and you're like, wow, all right. Like, wow, I'm, why am I friends with this idiot? <laughs> no, 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 no. More along the lines of, uh, how do you think of this shit? I don't know, man. We listened to it on the way on the way here. No. Uh, well, I think some. I think it was mentioned in a podcast I listened to the other day, and it's just been in my head for days now. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good. do you have, um, do you have our, our community you wanna, Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Uncommonwealth P, on Instagram at Uncommonwealth Podcast. We have a fan page on Facebook under Uncommonwealth Podcast. You can email us at UncommonwealthPodcast at gmail You could basically start a country. <laughs> name it Franklinville. You could Frank found, you Franktopia. Could, you could found your own nation. You could uh, and and then also you can send us a, official official missives from either, perhaps both, and we will become the ambassador to you, and you will be subservient to us. I've decided. <laughs> we are the kings. Oh man, the guillotine shit. I laugh so hard. <laughs> Later on, that is gonna. I'm gonna remember that and be like, eh, the dude, his best friend's got invented, and then he got his head cut off by it. <laughs> so fucked. Oh, I remember you. Did Guillotine get? How did Guillotine die? Did he die by Guillotine? That'd be fucking terrible. I don't know if he died. If he committed suicide, would it be technically dying by Guillotine? Shut the fuck up. Give me a smirk. <laughs> Give me a smirk. How you spell Guillotine? G U I L L T O I N. Yeah. Giller. Gillerton. Gillerton. Beaverton, Oregon. Beaver Springs, Pennsylvania. Why are you slow now? Uh, uh, oh, should we announce July Fest? Go ahead. Announce July Fest. Do it. So, I'm sure some most of you know who listen because we have a lot of friends who listen to it. But July, July 13th is July Fest. We're doing a live episode of the pod. There's going to be a lot of guest characters and voices. We're doing a live episode of the pod. On, on the... Oh, we talked. Did we not uh, talk about this? I think we did. Yeah, yeah. We um, definitely talked about it. We did. It's my my only concern is my wife is super pregnant. We'll be fine. And she could come. Fine. She, could, she so, could give birth. Like this is my thought process. <laughs> I'll, yes, I'll I, borrow I these this. things. I remember this. I remember this. Yeah. And if she goes into labor that day, Tom will host with me. That's perfect. Um, the adventure of the guillotine. Hold on. The adventure of the guillotine. The, yes, <laughs> Is that what you said? No, or the, 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 the you? adventure of the guillotine. Because that would be amazing. The adventure of the guillotine, and it's the little guillotine that could, kind of like the brave little guillotine. <laughs> Sorry, still looking this up. Oh my goodness! It's not just at the top about how he died. No, it's really not. That's weird. I have to race to see who could find it first. Yeah, it's like hard to find. Oh, here it is. Doesn't show he died. We died at age 75 in Paris, France. Yeah. He doesn't mean he didn't get his head chopped off. But, well, I don't think we'll ever know. Well, I feel like if it's not up there that he died via guillotine, it's not, it didn't happen, because that would be huge. Oh, is there just, there's a Snopes thing here. Hold on. Um, he didn't, he was not executed by it. Nope. He was not executed by it. Oh, dang it. Dang it. My life has been a lie. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been out of stock. This has been Bill. We've been the Uncommon Podcast. Bye, Bye. good day. It's a